This is Ben Rawls. So uh, I am here uh, with my buddy Larry. And actually, I just met this gentleman today. And we are going to talk about what is going on in the world. Uh, I don't know about you, man. I feel like everybody is jumping on this bandwagon for Black Lives Matter. How do you feel about it? I can definitely tell you, you're on to something when it comes down to that. Um, when we look back at history, um, it shows that uh, literally when it came to the top of the Black Lives Matter, it was only for finance, for profit. Well, let me explain it a little bit. Um, when you look at it, had the Black Lives Matter movement come into fruition, during which time there was still a number of deaths among black people, most committed by black people. And for the percentage that were not, that were committed by the, let's say, um, literally, there was no relief, there was no outrage, there was no outcry. And uh, the problem I feel is, truthfully, this is a propaganda mag. So, I mean, that's so far a little bit of my stance on it. What do you think? I do think that a lot of people have taken advantage of the opportunity because Black Lives Matters is trending and hopping on the bandwagon. And I feel like, where were you before? Where were you before? And it's like, you didn't talk about these things before. You didn't donate money before, you know, like, I hop on PlayStation Online and Sony has decided, oh, and, and you know, with what's going on, we're not going to do our tech debut on June 4th as scheduled. I'm just like, okay, I get it. I get it. Then all these places, they say, I donated money. They donated money. Where does this money go? Like, good question. I, I donated money to Black Lives Matter. What are they doing with it? Like, you know, I'm not poor, but I'm not rich, but I would like to receive some of this money. I would like to get a check. So these guys got so much money to donate. Where is it going? Like, how do we find out where this money goes? Someone can say they donated to Black Lives Matter and that money could get recycled all the way back to them. I'm not a forensic accountant. I don't know all the ins and out of it, but it's a possibility. Anything is possible. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, anybody can say they donated money, but um, I guess the biggest thing we need to be asking, the question is, where's it going? What is it doing? Um, I see on the news over and over again where black men and women are assaulted by police officers for police brutality. I mean, are they paying money for lawyers? Uh, are they paying for the doctor's bills? Um, it's really, how do, I, how do I say it in a, in a very reasonable manner? I, I, truthfully, I can say it's like a blank check that's been written and we got a t-shirt to show for it. Because so far, if you look at things, 
okay, now the address of the White House has changed to Black Lives Matter Street, in which they can see it from the satellite photo from above. But what does that do truly for the black people? Does it mainly irritate the president or does it do something for our people? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a question I have to ask. I mean, I'm maybe, just maybe I'm looking at it from the wrong angle, but each and every time I look at the news, I see people saying, hey, we should march. We should get out here and, and show them civil unrest. You know, is it maybe time for us to look back at the strategy we're using and say it's not the right one for this type of problem? I will tell you this. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. And it, it's funny how, again, it's funny how, you know, all these organizations or how the, all these different businesses and stuff, uh, again, talk about the uh, Black Matters uh movement and all this stuff that lives matter and um, yeah what are we doing you know we're we're marching in the streets and we're getting people to we got the government to arrest the gentleman that killed George Floyd but that's what's supposed to happen right when you commit murder you're supposed to go to jail what now what kind of legislation is being passed so Yes, that's a step in the right direction, but I don't consider that as a complete victory because that's what's supposed to happen, you know, when you're killed without cause. Um, now we have to say, okay, we want some legislation to uh, protect us. We want uh, all these. We want all these different things that we want more. So I feel like we've asked for the very minimum, the bare minimum, and we've gotten the bare minimum, and we're not going to get anything else beyond the bare minimum until we request for more. You know, now all these people who've spoken out for the movement, they're benefiting. You know, all the celebrities, they get in contact, they get more endorsements and stuff like that. Now they're going to be on a higher platform. So how are they going to use that power to leverage and money in legislation? Because, you know, uh, money is power. I don't care what anyone says. You got a lot of money. You can do a lot of things. You can almost... You can almost get away with a lot of things, you know. Uh, hey, don't forget the president said he could walk down the street and literally shoot somebody and get away with it. You know, it is, yeah. If he if he said it, he said it, you know. Um, that, that goes down to <laughs> so many things I can say about that. But, uh, yeah, it, it is just crazy. So what are we going to do? And, you know, I do feel like the current administration has had the opportunity to do more for uh, for black people. And I'll explain that a little bit. Because people of color have always said that the media portrays us such and such way. The media takes things out of context. The president has said the, the media takes things out of uh, context and you know, the fake news. But we as people of color have been saying it's been fake news. We didn't use the term literally fake news, but we've been saying the same thing. So I feel like it is a missed opportunity to do something uh, 
positive to do something uh, more in line specific for uh, people of color, then every time an election comes around, every politician wants to uh, go around on their, uh, I guess someone would call it a black tour. You know, they'll yeah, do that's, things. That's <laughs> they'll do things. They'll uh, they'll murder the uh, electric slide. They will uh, go to all these places they wouldn't even be caught dead in just to get the black vote. And it's just crazy. And you know, in a way, I feel like as a person of color, the things that we really want don't even match up with. Uh, the Democratic Party. If you really think about like the overall perspective of most people of color, what we want, job security, uh, good pay, and all these different things, you know, we don't want uh, jobs being taken away from, uh, let's say, uh, <laughs> we don't want our jobs to be taken away. I won't point any fingers to any group or anything, but uh, we don't want our jobs to be taken away. Uh, and so I feel like a lot of things that we want are in line with the Republican Party, but you know, after Civil War slash Reconstruction, the public Republican Party had been known for the opposite of what we want. But I still see it's like we still we still want those things, you know. So when I look at you know overall politics as a person of color. I don't know what the, what party to choose. Like, Democrats say some shit I like. Republicans say some shit I like. They both say some shit I don't like, and they, you know, it's just like, which one do you choose? So, you know, again, we have to, but again, we have to ask more of our government to do more. We've asked for the bare minimum, but I say, screw that. I want more. I want laws to protect me if a cop pulls me over for a BS reason. I want a law out there that says that I can sue the police department and be like compensated with with the due process of the law, but a faster process than the normal go through the civil court, hire a lawyer and all that stuff. I want more. I don't want the minimum. Well, I, I mean, you bring you bring about some pretty good points, but let's put it under a microscope real quick. Mm -hmm. um, in order to have due process and be able to uh, actually prosecute officers or press charges against them, litigation-wise, what you're doing is eroding the actual justice system. Because when you look at it, once you degrade the actual capabilities and the persona of the police departments, who do you trust? So, and you're not trusting someone, now you call into question, do you really have to obey the law based in a civil tight ramification? And even then, it goes deeper because once you corrupt the police and you say, hey, they can't be trusted, now there is a lawlessness within the land, which only leaves the door open for martial law. And if martial yeah. law comes about, you're talking about literally the authority of the president and what you can deploy to the United States Marine Corps within 24 hours. And that is only depending on which avenue he takes. But again, we're, we're going back into a very slippery slope. I don't believe that the American people asked for the bare minimum when it came down to the government. 
what I honestly believe is the American people asked for something that they were unaware of. Um, my, my case in point being, right now, we're out on the streets. It's a mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was horrible to see a black man murdered on live TV. I mean, it, it sent chills through my body. But when you look at it, they asked the government, the police, the mayors, they asked for everybody to stay in stock so that they can actually ensure that they have order. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody chose to do it. Instead, you go out and you protest. The protesters mix in with the rioters who mix in with the looters. So how can you how can you differentiate anybody? You can't. So therefore, while we say Black Lives Matter, let's pull up a very interesting topic. If Black Lives Matter so much, why are we looting and destroying the local neighborhood stores where people go and they buy food, they buy clothes? That's their lifeline, where they survive. The black business owners aren't going to survive this. They're not. So we just put another person or a person who was making a difference within the community, we put them out of a job and put them on an unemployment list. Secondly, how can we say black lives matter and we march for a person? (laughs) We got lost in the facts. The true fact of the matter is George Floyd was discriminated against for financial purposes. Their reason was he wrote a bad check or something to do with fraudulent money. That is what this actual uprising is about, where the people are taking a stand. This is not a racial war. Mm -hmm. We've always been enslaved. The only thing that really has evolved was who has enslaved us? The corporations, the, the politicians, the performers, the artists who are out there collecting all the money. Those are the people who are able to say, hey, you will humble yourself and do what I ask you to, or you'll go through severe hardship. So let's, let's look at it on a different paradigm. If you were a cop or a police officer and you had a family to support, and your boss told you your job was on the line if you don't restore order. Yes, it's frustrating because now your family's on the line, not just you. You have to humble yourself in order to make that money, to control the debt that you've amassed, Mm -hmm. and also to do away with inflation. But if not, somebody will take the job. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but I personally believe if we sat back and we looked at this from a different paradigm and actually used the actual intelligence that we have as a community and stop listening to the mysterious voice on the Internet, typing messages on Facebook and and. What's one of the other ones? I, I can't remember. But Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. All these places where people are behind a keyboard, the mystery people telling us to do stuff, and we're going for it. We need to find out who these people are because you don't fight a financial war using civil rights approach. And right now, this is a financial war. 
you think about it, each day we're on the streets, it costs money. Mm -hmm. If no one was on the streets, the police wouldn't have to be there. So they would get a chance to go home and not be paid. But again, we're going against a system that is solely based on money and finances. So marching and protesting won't work. Violence will only get more violence. The only way this is gonna calm down and actually get progress that won't repeat itself is if we come together as a nation, as a people, and we withhold our hard-earned money, whatever money we have, and we spend it where and when we want to. Mm -hmm. Talking on Twitter and on the audio, it, it doesn't do anything. If you really want to make an impact, turn on the stock market and watch stocks tank or drop because people don't spend their money there because of the coronavirus, because of the march, because of everything else. And with the donations, instead of buying streets, mm -hmm. why don't we just go ahead and pay debt for a black community so we can buy property and amass and own our own? Where are all the rappers and mysterious people out in the streets when people are getting hurt? You don't see them. You only saw one politician, and I, I tell you, it sent chills down my spine. It was Mitt Romney. You know what? I've, you know what? If Mitt would have ran against anybody other than Obama, I would have voted for him. I liked a lot of the things that he said in his speech. I want to say it was back in um, 2012. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he said a lot of good things. I, you know, I wasn't even, I was like doing something else and uh, I think I was doing laundry or something and, you know, I was just listening to the TV. I'm like, who is this guy saying all this stuff? I like, I turn around, you know what? He's a Republican. If, and that's one thing I want to say about us as a people, in all people of color, like, if you really listen to what some Republicans said, now don't get me wrong, there's some things they do wrong. Not saying they're perfect. Totally agree. But there's some things they say that line up with what we actually want. Yeah. Then, like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for government assistance and all these different programs, mm -hmm. but I prefer to have a high-paying job over government assistance. That's just me. That if, is, I do. That's the American dream. Yeah. Like, if a president came into the office or whatever, who, whatever administration that was in, in control or whatever, like, to say, hey, we're going to raise minimum wage up to, like, 20 bucks an hour. I know that's not going to happen. That's, that's, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? I would prefer that over a doggone EBT card. You know, it's like... Like, okay, that's done. Now I got to wait on you the next month to give me more money. Now I'm totally dependent on you. I don't want to be dependent on anybody. That is definitely the trap that's being mm -hmm. laid for the American people because mm -hmm. what we understand, and don't forget, you heard it here first, every stimulus check, every handout from the government that you get, any program that's put out there in order to help the black community, it's coming out of thin air. So when you bring nothing out of thin air and it's calculated as debt all the way down until zero, that debt adds up. You know, uh, 
There's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, big shout out to my accounting teacher, uh, Miss Mitchell. And I say this all the time out of high school. There's only two things that was ever useful in real life. Number one was um, was Spanish, actually. And the second thing is uh, accounting. Like two, two of my favorite classes, right? But there's no such thing as a free lunch. Someone has to pay for something. It comes out of uh, somewhere. Now, you also said something about uh, George Floyd, because I know some people are going to be mad about uh, what you said. So I just want to tackle that head on, right? So everyone says that George Floyd was not a great person. He was this and that, and he did this and that. Yes, he did commit crimes. He did do whatever it is he served his time for or whatever. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. But I will I'll point out to people, okay, he paid his debt to society, right? Mm-hmm. You can't kill somebody first, then go back and try to justify why you killed them after the fact, okay? Regardless of what they've done, regardless if he was high, regardless, like, he's not the only person to be high and be arrested, okay? Like, yes, it is some states now, it is crime to be high on certain things or whatever, whatever, but you have a right to be arrested in due process. When you're killed at the scene, that is not due process. They killed your due process when they killed you. So, yes, George Floyd did such and such things, this and that, but we're not saying that's justification for killing someone. Definitely not. And and so some people have their opinion. And another thing I... uh, I hate that, and I see this online, when someone gives their opposite opinion against the masses, and especially if that person is a person of color, they're labeled. They're immediately uh, labeled as like a sellout, not really black, because they didn't hop on the bandwagon. And me personally, I feel like everyone, everyone's opinion should be respected, like, okay, I, I see why you say that. However, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Who's the uh, young lady that's been, like, dragged through the mud now? Is it Candace Owens? Yes, that is Mrs. Candace Owens. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff she says is kind of out there. Well, depends on how the news snippets, the snippets go. Um, I've listened to a couple of things that she said, but um, in the end... I think, again, it leads back to the number one factor in which we are where we are, and that is money. You have people out there, if you don't experience what's going on, there's no damn way you can get out here and give a recommendation on how to get through it. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. You know, if the president's kid were to be out here in the riots, I guarantee you they wouldn't use as much force as they use now. Um, if it were some celebrities' kids, somebody with money, they wouldn't use the force that they're using now. Literally, what it boils down to is this is an economic meltdown, and we are literally boiling people. I mean, the more we go out, the more we protest, the worse things are going to get. Right now, instead of looking at the police to defund the police, have we thought about Congress? 
have we thought about the Senate? Have we, have we honestly thought about how it is every time it's a vote for them to get a pay raise, it goes through, no problem. But when it comes down to tackling the problems, the tough problems out here in the world, in the country, should I say, especially pertaining to the black community, they just can't come together. And one person can hold it up. It's insane. So all, I, all I'm saying is, I believe it was wrong. What happened to George Floyd? Yes, I, I totally believe it was wrong. But I think we as a people are taking the wrong approach to solve the problem. Because four cops killed this man and those four cops, cops are being held accountable. Now what? We can't keep going further and further back into the past to make change for something that was resolved. If we want to make positive change, we need to go to the polls and we need to vote. Because again, the police department doesn't have any jurisdiction when it comes down to federal. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the House and the Senate. These guys are the ones who need to get out here and make change. It's not the exact organizations. And just ask yourself again, if George Floyd, rest in peace, if he had been a relative of one of the members of Congress, would anything have happened sooner or later? And the answer is yes, simply because they have the financial stability and the financial wealth and independence to get out there and make stuff happen. So I will tell you, this is a financial war. And again, George Floyd, rest in peace. He shouldn't be used as an image to be placed as a martyr because I don't feel he will want this. I feel he will want change, positive change. But we as a people need to turn around and look and realize that we can't use a civil rights movement to fight a financial war. And this war is really big. Think about the wealthy people who pulled their money out of the stock market. They knew it was coming. And then you think again about the people who've actually left as CEOs for companies. They knew it was coming. Right now, this is the largest transfer of wealth, wealth to black in history. Why are we not coming together, getting into the stock market or teaching people about finances? This man's death shouldn't be in vain. And it will be in vain if we're trying to tackle civil rights movements, because this is not what it's about. This is, this is not it. If that were the case, no white people would have been killed. Even though the numbers are small in comparison to black people, you have to think about it. We are living in financial times. The more money you give to Nike or any other company who does not want black people to wear their clothing line or products, you're actually supporting this because they are the people who can make the change. And none of them are out there on the streets. And it, it just really brings up a burning question of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're talking about the blackout coming up soon. I mean, what are you going to do to play your part? Mm -hmm. You know, what about the people overseas? You know, we're, we have people all around the world supporting this movement. But again, we have somebody from 
behind a keyboard that we have no idea who it is giving directions on how to move. So how do you how do you play your part if you're at home? That is a that is a very good question. And just like your other question, like you say, uh, what now? You know, maybe uh, like a lot of people, maybe we just don't know. Maybe we won't know until uh, that uh, time comes. You know, and you uh, said something that kind of um, sparked a thought when you said the federal government should get involved. So with that said, there's a lot of thoughts going around. Like, one is to defund the police. Number one, that's a stupid-ass idea. I know. There are, I know, like, at least 10 psychopaths back home that would run amok in the streets everywhere if there were no police involved. I pay my taxes. If somebody, if I hear something going on in my house, I'm calling the police. So that's a horrible idea. Do I think that local, state, county, city law enforcement has lost some kind of control over how to police? Yes, because there's no national standard of policing whatsoever. Each county has its uh, own standard of policing. And I feel like that's where the problem lies. Um, Other countries have uh, a national police force. And I feel like there should be a national police force that says, hey, look, this is what you guys gonna arrest people for. You know, I do not think someone should go to jail for two years for just a little ounce of weed. You can well, cite that person for a ticket. Remember, it's legal now. In some states. Yeah, so, I, I mean, you bring but, up another question. How do you tackle that now? You can just make legal weed all over states. But we get into the uh, same old thing that was used to defend slavery. <laughs> States' rights, right? Oh, wow. All the, right. You're getting into the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. So, states' rights. That's why I think it's going to come down to like states are going to say, well, you can't have this and that and this and that because now, now uh, they're looking at changing um, a lot of the Confederate name uh, infrastructures and places and taking down Confederate statues now. Now people are going to argue, well, this is states' rights. Then they're going to argue this is our, our heritage and our history. Definitely. Number, yeah. Number one, they fucking lost. Number two, they're a rogue nation. Number three, um, really treason by, you know, they're, they're part of union and they decide to create, do their own thing, right? Then that brings me down to... Uh, that brings me to June, um, Juneteenth that's coming up, right? Um, I didn't know about Juneteenth until about six or seven years ago because they're not going to teach that shit in Alabama. Right? Well, okay, yeah. I, d- I didn't hear anything <laughs> about it neither in Texas. Yeah, that's actually where I heard about it was Texas, right? Oh, so, wow. yeah, I'm working, and I think at the time I was an Army recruiter, and uh, some guy came in. He's like, yeah, you know, he... He's a brother. He was talking to me. He said, yeah, you want to, he automatically assumed I knew what Juneteenth was. Mm. But when he asked me about it, the only thing I heard was working and on the weekend after pulling these long ass army recruiter shifts, I was like, no, I want to spend time with the family on the weekend. So I dismissed it. But when I was actually educated about Juneteenth, I'm like, that's what that was. 
and I felt like such a jerk about it. Uh, yes. But yes. displaying to everybody, and I'm just going to sum it up. When the President Lincoln said, hey, slaves are free everywhere, after Civil War era, whatever, um, Texas decided they didn't want to listen to him and do their own thing, so Lincoln sent the slaves down there and said, no, you will let slaves be free. You will set them free. And that day, slaves, so basically when uh, slaves were free in Texas was the Juneteenth. I feel okay. bad now. I'm, I'm trying to, I don't want to misquote the day. I want to say it's this. Hey, that's why Google makes all the money. You can get out there. And 17th or 18th, you're going to have to Google it. Yeah, you guys Google it. But on that day, that's when people of color were free or black people were free in Texas, which is a later day than everywhere else because Texas wanted to do their own freaking thing because they were Texas, right? So, uh, but again, I, I think there should be a national police force because there's no standard of policing. Um, I would go as far as to say, I know a lot of people are going to hate me, I wish the military standard of policing was the policing because I feel like at least military police has a standard all across the board which can be enforced. An example of this is there's a video online, young sergeant, brother, standing his post, standing his guard, other dudes, protesters in his face, yelling at him. Now they don't touch him but they're really close. And you know what? Not a single time that this soldier, that this U.S. soldier, an army sergeant in the army, did he get in the face of the protesters. Well, you're kind of cracking apples and oranges with that because uh, mm -hmm. when you look at it, yes, the army, uh, the military uh, period is very, they, they have a different standard when it comes down to life. But... Let's look at it for what it is. Um, you're talking about a difference between morals and values. You know, those in the military are totally different from the civilian. So as the civilians react with emotion and sometimes, you know, undercover racism, that actually spills over into the performance of their duties in their jobs. In the military, that's, that's not something that actually... It, it, it happens in very small instances mm -hmm. as with everything else. But... When you think about it, um, you, you can't, I, I think truthfully, if you go national, you're asking for a disaster because truthfully, you're taking power from the states and you're giving it to the federal, the federal government. Mm -hmm. So what if something happens and the federal government is unable to either resolve it or either to make sense of it? You know, something yeah. the state could have handled now is no way possible that that could be handled. It goes up. And before you know it, the control of the police department, period, will potentially be out of the hands of the state and federal. So, I, yeah, I, I, see, I see your point. It's just that I feel like they've already lost control. I feel like the cities and the counties in certain areas have already lost control. Because number one, they don't do proper vetting. Someone could be a cop in one county, get fired. And what do they do with most police officers with disciplinary issues? You know where they place them at? 
they placed him with our children in high school, which is why uh, I hope uh, I can. I hope I don't have to send my kids to public school when I get back to the states. But it's another battle. But they put them. Most of them end up in high schools with That's the crazy. children. That is absolutely crazy. And. Uh, yeah, it's crazy because they couldn't handle themselves around adults. So let's put them with these minor children. Then you get incidents where you have a grown man throw around a kid in the classroom. And that um, is, oh my gosh, that is something that I'd gladly die for my child. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple of videos online and it was, it was infuriating to see a grown man and woman jump on a teenager because uh, I guess they were having a bad day. But, you know, I, I'll, just, I'll just say it like this. Some parents are different. Yeah. I am one of the crazy ones. Yeah. Because if I see a police officer, I don't care who it is, roughing up one of my children, oh man, yeah. That'll be the day I'll go to jail for my child. I'll make sure they're safe, but that'll be the end of my life, whether they kill me or put me in jail. I, You know what? I feel the same way. Like That's why part of me is scared to death to send my kids to uh, public school. Um, yes. There was one time where uh, my son was going to this uh, uh, daycare center, wherever, uh, Head Start program or something like that, some state program. And the guy... Didn't guy at the uh, door didn't have a gun. I'm like, what are you gonna protect? What are you gonna do? <laughs> you know. So like, I'm I'm all. If you're gonna have that presence, there's a way to do it. If you're gonna have, actually, I would feel more comfortable having like, if it's a place and you're expecting some kind of threat and you have security in place to eliminate that threat, and my child go to that area. I'm good with that because you can't have 100% privacy and 100% security. It's impossible. Very well said. Yeah. We see that at the airport because, like, something may be a vision of your privacy, but they have to do these things to keep everyone um, safe. There's a word for it in ethics. You do what's best for all of, uh, for most of the population and that 10% or 15% that's not happy, they just got to freaking deal with it. Yeah. I mean, you can't always make everybody happy, but you can make the majority of the people happy and that's just going to be, that's sometimes the best that you can do. Well, I don't believe happiness is important when it comes to safety. Right. You know, like, you think about it, you know, the people from 9-11, that, that was a horrible experience for itself, but even then, if you can prevent it, then... So what if people say, hey, you're invading my privacy? You know, it's kind of like the equivalent of uh, having a right to have your children vaccinated or not. You yeah. know, it's your choice to say, no, you're not going to do it. But in the same token, you put everybody else at risk. So I, your yeah. rights are your rights. Yeah, and, and people that choose to do that, that's cool. Just don't bring your unvaccinated kid around my vaccinated kid. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the government sometimes do dumb shit and test shit, and I get it. However, however, there's certain things that the government does for the safety of generally everyone. And sometimes the people of color, we're left out of that everyone. But sometimes, you know, we're 
we're part of that group sometimes. I get it. Well, I get don't it. Don't forget, it's only one time that Black Lives Matter when it comes to the government. Tax election. season. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say election time. Well, no, no, tax season. Trust oh. me, even election time, you know, they could, they could do without a couple of votes. But come tax season, you think about it, they're squandering money from any and everybody that they can get their hands on, mm-hmm. not even knowing that, hey, you know, daycare is expensive. Hell, I watched this documentary where most of the uh, representatives were asked questions about everyday foods in the store, mm-hmm. trying to guess the prices, and they were so out of touch, they couldn't even come close. They got a guy for that. They got a they got a maid. Like, you know, if I got some money, uh, if I got some money, a lot of money, I would invest in like a local senator. Like, if I became rich, super rich overnight, I'm like, okay, here's four hundred thousand dollars for my local senator. So if I ever get into some shit. Like, hey, man, uh, yeah, I got into this bar fight and I uh, messed up a few people and they trying to charge me. I need you to get me out of this. Uh, I need you to help me out. That's what I would be. But, you know, it's, you know, again, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, like you you hit the nail on the head when you said what now. That's the question I'm asking. What now? What's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen moving forward? What is going to happen after we have marched and after everybody's marched, all these celebrities go back to their mansions on the hill? What yes. kind of legislation would have been passed or will be passed or will be started or created because of all this marching? We yes. marched. Four people went to jail that is the legal process. Yeah. Four people can admit a crime. That is legal process. That's supposed to happen. That is what is supposed to happen. Yes. Where would these organizations be that donated all this money now, this money that I don't even know where it goes? Like, if they donated Black Lives Matter, where's Black Lives Matter sending this money? Am I getting a check? Or is, uh, well, is that other, would be nice. I know, right? Like, like hey, um, I would like to receive, let's just call it a black check. I would like to receive a black check. I like that. I like that. Yeah, just like, hey, uh, you're black and we're giving you some money. Uh hasn't haven't other races received reparations for like being persecuted i i'm well yeah, you're me. talking about the jewish community well the jews and which you know it's kind of funny when you dig into your history and you find mm-hmm. out why they received those reparations um that's something i won't uh discuss on air but you know if you want a little homework a little assignment that I, is definitely something you want to look into I, I will google it i will google it next time i'll discuss it around a lot of people don't like me anyway, so it's... It, hey, they don't, they don't like people lying. that speak the truth. Come on now. I know, right? Uh, having another line, I say, hey, the people that don't like me, the line is wrapping around the corner, or down the street, you know, around the whole city. So you got to take your number, and I'll hear your grievance, and I may or may not care, and uh, I may continue. But uh, Speaking of, uh, thanks for the employment. I'm going to go ahead and apply to be one of those uh, actual directors where you can direct traffic. You're like, hey, you hear from you hear from Mike? Oh, yeah, you need to you need to go around the corner. Yeah, That'd yeah, be a great yeah, gig. yeah. The parking is over there, you know. And it's just like I, again, everybody's jumping on this bandwagon about Black Lives Matter, and like, do you really care about my life? Like, you know, like, no, I, I don't think so. I, yeah. I think 
truly, like you said, I think you truly hit it the head on the nail. If it wasn't for the money and the publicity, you know, let's let's be honest, people wouldn't care. It's like everybody waited for one incident to set everything off, and now the world is changing, but we don't know if it's changing for the better or for the worse. Because mm-hmm. at this point, police brutality has become the norm. And, and, and I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's just like... When remember for us older people who were back there when gas was eighty nine cents, and then it went up to two dollars, and then it went three dollars, and everybody was going haywire, saying, "Hey, this is crazy! This is way too much for gas." So then it topped off at like five, six bucks in some places. Yeah. And then after a little while, it came down after a couple of years. But notice, it never went back down to the original price, the eighty nine cents. It'll never go back to 89 cents again. I don't I don't remember. I remember back in the day when I was in high school, you could put 5 or $10 to take gas in the car and ride around the city. But when I got a little older and started working a little bit, when that gas got up to 3 4 5 I'm like, ugh, what is going on? You know? Like, uh, and it's crazy now. Uh, I mean, it has dropped from 5 but it's not, you know, I mean, it is what it is, you know. It's like, okay, I'm so used to it now. Like, I don't even look. I just say put 20 in. Sometimes I don't even look at the, like, numbers. Like, as I fill it up, I just like, okay, I don't want to think about it. Because you've been desensitized. And that's what happens with the police brutality right before our eyes. Right now, it's an outrage. But after it goes on for so long, it'll never go back down to what we started out with where it was a gasp for them Mm -hmm. to actually hurt or maim someone Mm -hmm. so we as a people need to be careful what we're looking for or what we're asking for because truthfully we're asking for something but we don't know what the results are going to be and yeah election time is coming up but again we're talking about the difference between state and federal So until the federal decides to do something, it comes from the president, it comes from the White House, the Senate House, nothing Mm -hmm. is really gonna change. What it's gonna do is put a mask on and it'll be harder to prove. And which shout out to the people out there who are actually spending their time doing the uh, video recordings and sending it in. One of the issues that's definitely coming our way as far as the black community is because all of this nonsense is being reported, the officers are covering their badges. So now I'm going to ask you this because you're, you're mm-hmm. a lot smarter on this than I am. But, but if you can't identify a badge number, does that mean that you don't have to obey what they're saying? Because technically... What if this guy isn't a police officer? What if he's masquerading? And you know what? There have been, like, uh, serial rapists do that shit. Like, they masquerade as police officers because I'm going to have to Google it again, but there was a story of a guy pulling women over and uh, assaulting them and and pretending like he was a cop. Mm. Like, someone could have beef with you and pretend like they're a cop just to uh, just pistol whip the crap out of you. And if they cover up their badge number, like, I don't know who you are, so why I got to tell you who I am? Why would you even comply with that? Yeah. Well, I will say this, though. Um, 
I want I want to hit on this a little bit. So when it comes to police interactions, right? Yes, police do ask some dumbass questions, right? Um, <laughs> I had a former cop kind of explain some stuff, and I talked some stuff over, right? Number one, the reason why you show your identification or whatever, this and that, sometimes that's how some of the worst of the worst people have been caught on routine traffic stops or how a guy has been caught and he has a woman in the back and he about to, like, do some horrible shit to her and because cops ask these questions. So some questions are not targeted for you specifically, right? So when a cop asks you, hey, where are you going? Or where do you say you're going? Because this happened to me. And before I was like, man, why are you asking me questions? But after it was explained to me and I got pulled over again, I got it. I understood it, right? So cops ask you where you're going or where you came or where you came from, because those are simple questions. If you don't understand, if you don't know where you're going or where you came from, you could be in distress or you could be high, you could be hurt or you could be drunk or something could be mentally wrong with you. You could be messed up some sure. kind of way. I'm not saying this is the reason why all of them do it. I'm just saying this is reason just, you know, use it as a generalization, right? Yeah, okay. So they ask you, they ask you those questions, so they can um, discern if you're coherent or not, right? Then, like, they'll ask you the question when they first pull you over. Then, after they write your ticket, then they'll ask you again. Oh, where did you say you were going again? I answer the question. They give me my stuff back. Okay, everything good in this and that. You good to go. Now. Don't get me wrong. I've been guilty of this. You know, if you're riding dirty, you just riding dirty and you caught. <laughs> you know, it is it is what it is. You can't get mad if you got caught riding dirty. You got caught riding dirty. It is what it is. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that's justification for someone killing you. But. No, not by any means. Yeah. But you can't, like, be like, this is an outrage. I got caught riding dirty. You, it's your racist. That's not always the case. Sometimes I'd be speeding. I'm like, you know what, man? I my bad. I messed up. I was speeding. I was going a little fast. Sometimes they give me a ticket. Sometimes they don't. It is, it is what it is. Sometimes I'd be like, damn it, he got me. You know? Well, yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, damn. I hope he don't say nothing. Some one time I got pulled over. Cop asked me for my registration and license. I gave it to him. Ran it because. They check to see if you got any warrants or whatever and this and that. The only reason he pulled me over is, hey, man, you were driving. Uh, your uh, lights were not on, so that's why I pulled you over. I'm like, oh. You're going to probable cause. Right. I mean, he could have went to probable cause to search my stuff, but the guy saw that, you know, I was I was clean or whatever and this and that. And Basic stereotypes. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, um, so the car I was driving didn't have daytime running lights and I was home on vacation. I was driving my mom's car and her car didn't have those like daytime running lights and I'm used to that. Been getting it for a while. Man. Yeah. So I, so yeah, I was like, okay. So he just let me go. It wasn't a, a big thing. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying it's justification. All I'm saying is there is a method to some, uh, not all, some of the madness. And again, some things have to be was explained, it was broken down, explained to me, and I kind of understood it. And the cop that uh, explained it to me, you know, uh, was was a black cop. So uh, 
Yeah, so you can guys can take that for what it's worth. Um, and I also will say the best interaction I had with police was uh, was in Atlanta. But you know, if you if hey, we uh, mayor uh, isn't Keisha Bottoms, who Mayor Bottoms, Keisha Bottoms. Maybe <laughs> It's been okay. a few years ago Since I was in Atlanta Ah so. okay okay But that's the best interaction I had With the uh, With the police But Atlanta is a totally different animal Because that population May be uh, mostly uh, It's mostly black Hispanic population If I'm not mistaken right? A percentage A very large percentage Yeah but uh, growing up, I was down in Columbus, and uh, I lived up there in, in uh, Atlanta. Uh, one of the things I can tell you is uh, mm-hmm. literally uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. We were all taught to grow up. Uh, literally, we were all friends, and if we couldn't handle stuff at that point in time, we'd fight. No guns, mm-hmm. no weapons, and we see each other and say, hey, how you doing, man? You know, point being, we were alive yeah. to say that. So, I mean, Atlanta is, is, is different, but yeah. shout out to Big Boy and all the other rappers that come out there, if you're listening, you know, make some more weed records, man. That's how, that's how you do it. That's how you calm down the protest, weed records. And, you know, and that's another thing, like, if they, like, a lot of states have legalized weed, and I do want to take a look, and I'm going to do some research on this, on the states that have not legalized weed, what do they have in common? Like, what kind of trends? Like, are these states sort of states that incarcerate more people of color for marijuana possession? And that's Ooh, why... That's a good one. You know what I mean? Like, because weed is just something like... Freaking... If, if you eat a bag of sugar, that's freaking bad for you. Yeah, you're somebody, get high. Yeah. Somebody smoke weed? Like, what is the real harm? I'm not even a weed smoker, and I really don't see the real harm for somebody smoking weed. If it's no different from someone drinking their uh, life away, and alcohol is perfectly legal. But then again, we has some marijuana is only illegal because it was made illegal to uh, incarcerate people of color to prevent them from voting. But hey, what do I know? You guys can, you guys can Google that, look that up if you don't uh, believe me. But there's no reason why weed, marijuana is illegal. Why it should be illegal? There's not a legitimate reason because there's thousands of legal products on the shelf. You can smoke weed all day, not die. If you drink like a glass of Clorox, which people are actually gargling now. Don't right. forget the UV light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which people are actually gargling now. And that's legal as hell. But if you drink that shit, too much of that shit, that'll be the last thing you drink ever in your life. Uh, disclaimer, please don't go out and gargle bleach. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I learned that from uh, in the military uh, when I was a young private. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always wonder, why do you have these signs that say, do not drink this or do not drink that or don't touch this? Somebody has done it. Yes, yes. I actually saw a guy do it. Uh, literally, it was a bottle of, uh, how do you say, hydraulic fluid. And uh, he took a swig of it. And That's crazy. It was crazy simply because that was the one bottle or container of it that didn't have do not drink on it. That's crazy. I, yeah. I've got nothing. You know, we are we're human race. You know, 
when the aliens come and the apes start riding on horseback. That's the, I mean, out of everything that's happened in the past year, that's I wouldn't be surprised if I looked out the window. Hmm. Hmm, no apes. Hmm. Apes riding horses. Hmm. And they got rifles. That doesn't surprise me. Definitely. What, are you tired now? What is that? Yeah. It's time to go? Okay. So, all right, everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm Mike Rawls, joined by my buddy here. Hi, Larry. Larry, and uh, this was our show, so uh, check out the show next time, and we'll be discussing more issues that are important to you. All right. Hey, you know, I think a good topic would actually be the interaction between men and women in public place, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Uh, a lot of people a lot of people will hate my views about, like, certain things. But yeah, sure, why not? I like making I like I like the chaos, I like getting people to talk about things and making them upset and taking their like their misconceptions and turning those misconceptions on its head and be like you never thought of it that way. This is why I do such and such. Wow. Never thought of it that way. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be a so, good teaching point. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. All I can say for all the people that don't like me, stand in line, take a number. Uh, there's a thousand ahead of you, so uh, wait. Wait in line. Wait your turn, and I will maybe care about your grievance. Maybe. <laughs> I, I doubt you care. It's okay, though. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right. You guys have a blessed one.